Hi there, I'm Andy, a moon chasing, manifesting, wander lover, and feel good aficionado. Consider me your woo woo best friend. This show is a sacred space for ideas, concepts, and modalities that might be considered taboo, but that I personally find a great magic in. In these conversations, my mission is to inspire confidence, worth, and mystical thinking in our modern world. Let's get into it, shall we? Hey, hey, my friends, it's Andy, and I'm so excited to be coming to you today from Los Angeles. It's been a couple of weeks since we arrived here and we're getting settled into our new home. It's feeling so great. And I have to say this community is just incredible. I've had so many beautiful messages from you all offering just lots of love and support as we made the big transition and drove across the country and are getting settled. And I'm sure every one of us has been through it at some point in time. Moving is never easy. However, I'm feeling restoration. I'm feeling creativity. I'm feeling the romance, all the things that I talked about on the episode in which I shared the details of manifesting this home here. All of those things are really coming to fruition. And I have more work on my plate than ever. And Even so, that's such a celebration, of course. That's a really beautiful celebration. Even with that, just being in the energy here in this new house just feels really supportive. And so I'm just excited to share that because you all have been, you've just been amazing. And I wanted to share that note with you, send that little moment of happiness your way and appreciation your way. So Okay, today we're doing a Ask Me Anything episode. And before we get into that, I wanted to also let you all know, I have my first live from Los Angeles event happening this Friday. It's the Soul Shine Experience. It will be happening virtually. I'll be in Venice with my magical friend, Jesse May of Heart Rise Movement. The event will bring Jesse and I together, fusing her science-based Heart Rise framework, which taps into heart intelligence, and then my cosmically connected Kundalini-style approach to personal empowerment. We're bringing that together for a morning experience in which we will be doing all the things I love so much, movement, dance, meditation, breath work, some journaling, some community conversation. And it's happening Friday, May 7th, 8 a.m. Pacific time, 10 a.m. Central time, 11 a.m. Eastern time. And if you're on the opposite side of the world, it'll be afternoon or evening for you, depending on where you might be. And we're hoping to make this a really regular thing. So I hope you'll join us this Friday. I wanted to just share that before we get into this ask into the Ask Me Anything episode so that you don't miss it in case you want to come. And it's free. It's a free, free time to really turn up that heart power to step into this beautiful season of bloom and growth and just you know, we're all getting ready in some way to kind of make our way back out into the world. It's like we've been in this chrysalis for the last year 
in some capacity, in some way. And it's time for us to get our our little butterfly wings ready to get back out in the world. I know it's it's coming slowly. It's not happening all at one time, but it is starting to happen. And so I hope you'll join Jesse and I for the Soul Shine experience this Friday. So with that said, let's jump in to the Ask Me Anything. With these questions that you all submitted, I've decided I'm going to break them up into, there were so many, and there were many that kind of came through in some iteration, a variety of ways. So I've pulled the top questions and I'm going to break them into two episodes worth of ask me anything questions so that I can really kind of cover the gambit of questions that came in. And I just have to say, thank you so much for sending your questions. I love seeing what you guys are interested in learning about. And so with that said, let's just dive right into it. And the questions are are really, there's questions about all sorts of things. The ones I decided to pull from today are really around, of course, the woo, because I am your woo-woo BFF, and some questions around manifestation and clarity. And then I will, if you asked a question that wasn't around those things, if you asked me, you know, something super personal, doesn't mean I'm not going to answer it. I'm totally game. I'm here for it. This is slumber party vibes with your bestie sort of sort of uh, experience we're having here. So I'll totally answer those questions too. And like I said, I'll break this into a couple of episodes. So let's start with this first question. It comes from the Swellness Skipper. That's These handles are all coming from Instagram in case you're wondering where these handles are coming from. And here's the question. Where would someone start if they are interested in the woo, but unsure of where to start? Well, love that question. It's truly what this podcast is here for, to introduce you to just different ways of thinking, modalities that you may not have considered, things that might be historically considered a little bit taboo, but that you're interested in opening yourself up to. So step one, the podcast. I mean, you know, this is a good place to begin. And with with that, of course, then what? Once you've kind of listened in on some episodes and you've you've heard about a couple of different modalities that you might be interested in, my recommendation is to start with a connection into intuition. And then of course, how do we do that? That's the next thing that comes up is how do we tap into our intuition? So I would say to, to, to really tap into the woo, to get started, dive into the intuitive gifts that you already have that you likely as a child had great connection to because most of us, truly all of us, when we're tiny, tiny people have this intuitive awareness of what we need. And we start to kind of program that out of ourselves as we, as we get into society. It's just what happens. We go to school, we meet people on the playground when we're, when we're little itty bitty babes. And we start to find our way into these kind of roles and we start to conform and our intuition takes a little bit of a backseat or maybe a lot of bit of a backseat to the ego. And not, not because the ego is bad or evil. It's just the ego 
its role is to keep us safe on this planet. And that's, that's how it, it starts. That's just kind of how it starts to go. The ego wants us to not be eaten by lions or fall off a cliff or burned by fire. Today, for most of us, we're not in a place in which we have to have those concerns of being eaten by lions or falling off a cliff or, 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 you know, stumbling into a fire because that's just not how we're living. But the ego is, is the ego is a part of our ancient brain and it's, it's still doing the same things it did when we were, when we were ancient people. And so we start to shut down the intuition and listen to the ego And so how do we start to come out of that? How do we start to tap into the intuition? So my favorite practices, and I share these often in my communities in Colt Laloon and Sea Changers, et cetera, are are meditation practices and breathwork practices. And so there's a lot of other ways you could enter into the woo first. Maybe you have an astrology reading. Maybe you have a lunation reading. Maybe you spend a little time with the moon cycles. And I think all of those are really important practices too. However, I think the very first step is dial in to your intuition by spending some time with yourself in meditation and in breath and perhaps with your journal as well. And just start to cultivate that sense of knowing, that sense of innate wisdom that you already have And then once you've done that, you have an opportunity next to see what speaks to you. And that could be so many different things. That could be astrology. That could be learning how to channel. That could be experience a past life regression or past life healing experience. That could be having some sort of shamanic guide sort of experience it could be having a cacao ceremony. There's so many things you could do that could really open you up in so many beautiful ways. And there's there's just such amazing ancient wisdom and practices that we have an opportunity when we're really listening and paying attention, we have an opportunity to connect into. And before you do that, I think you got to be willing to let the intuition be open. Let that third eye space get opened up allow for the messages that the universe has to send to you, allow them to come through. And so breathwork and meditation will get you started on that path. And if you're wondering, okay, well then, then what, how do I, how do I get started with breathwork or meditation? There's so many different approaches to both to breathwork and meditation. So you really have to find what resonates with you. We do a lot of that sort of practice in Colt Laloon. And I, I personally love, I, I love Kundalini style meditation. I'm doing my teacher training for Kundalini right now. I, it took me, it took me time to find my way into it. I didn't always love it. I tried it a few times many years ago and wasn't quite connected to it yet. And when I look back at why, why it's resonating with me so much now and why I decided to go through a teacher training process versus when I first experienced it is because my intuition is much more I'm just I'm just, I personally am just wide open right now and so it's really resonating with me in a really special way and I love the science of the kundalini practice and I love the connectedness to source or god or universe or whatever it is for you in that practice And so when I found it again this past year, 
it really resonated with me. So I particularly like that style of meditation and some of the breathwork practices that come with that, that Kundalini experience. You might like something different and there's so many, there's so many great options. So, you know, maybe spend a little bit of time exploring different styles of meditation and breathwork to see what helps you to really get opened up to to finding a connection to your intuition. So that's a long answer. This is why I'm having to break this into quite a few episodes, two episodes at least. Okay. Because I have a lot to say apparently about each question. Okay. Here's the next question. This one comes from Hope Olivia Orr. And the question is, have you ever had a woo-woo experience that scared you or went, quote, too far? Okay. So I've had a lot of woo-woo experiences. I've had some experiences in which I just wasn't necessarily sure where the information was coming from or if the person within the experience with me was really connected, which isn't really scary or going too far, but is more of just concern for the validity of what was happening. Yeah, I think that's the best way to describe it. And I think that that, you know, there's a lot of, there's a lot of skepticism about these practices. And I, for one, am so committed to honoring the beauty of the practices that are out there that I don't really love it when I see someone kind of, kind of faking their way into it. I don't, that just makes me, that just makes me not you know, I don't, I don't like seeing that it makes me not happy because I, I don't ever want someone to question the validity of the beauty and, and truth of these practices. So I think that's definitely not, not going too far or scary, but I, I, I suppose I did want to mention that because, you know, I think many of us have had experiences in which we're like, was that, what was that? Was that real? Was that legit? And a, a very small example is that I was I was having a reading one time with a woman and she 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 had such a good heart but I think that she was on some sort of a substance and this wasn't a plant medicine experience this wasn't like this wasn't like a magical very ceremonial sort of substance at all and so she was, she, I believe that she most certainly have had the gift of channeling. I think we all have that gift. I've shared that before. And I think a part of her practice or her process was probably a little scary for her. And so she used some substances to kind of alter how she experienced that. So maybe it was scary for her, but not for me. I just felt concerned because I didn't like seeing her just how that substance was affecting her. If that makes sense. You guys, I know you guys feel me. I know you get it. So I personally, and this could be a whole episode on its own. And if you guys want to hear more about this, definitely let me know, send me a note or leave a, leave a note in the comments on our Instagram page. I personally made a decision quite a few years ago to stop drinking alcohol. And I made that decision for a little bit of I don't think I really knew it then. It was very much a, there was some vanity to it when I made that decision. I was thinking, you know, I'm getting older. I want my skin 
my body. I want my health to be, I want to look my best, but I want to be healthy too. And I just didn't feel like, you know, honestly, I, I read an article with JLo and she was talking about how she doesn't drink alcohol. And I was like, well, is that JLo's, is that JLo's answer to anti-aging is, or aging gracefully is no alcohol. So I was like, hmm, maybe I should give this a try. And so there was that. But then later I looked back and realized that much of my life when I would bring alcohol in from a place that wasn't healthy, it was because I was trying to suppress some sort of, some sort of kind of psychic wisdom or highly empathic experiences in which I was taking on other people's pain. So an example of that would be when I was a teenager and my parents were going through their divorce, there was a lot of pain in my family. And it was, it was, of course, my mother was experiencing pain and, and going through this, this extreme experience of losing confidence in herself as a woman and a mother and a wife. And I was feeling that I could, I could sense my siblings pain. And I I did not know, of course, as a teenager, anything about what being an empath was, but I was taking on a lot. I was feeling a lot. And I would find that I would, as young as like 16, 17, maybe even before that, maybe even before I had my driver's license. So like 15, I would use alcohol to suppress those feelings of pain that I was taking on from others and made some decisions around how I took care of myself that, you know, were were not, were not good decisions from the challenges I had with food and going through about with anorexia. And it was all around this suppressing, suppressing emotion. So it, it took me, you know, 20 plus years to really uncover that that's what I was doing. And that that was, I was, I was channeling some psychic wisdom and having some experiences in which I was, I was having some clairsentient and clairaudient experiences, which felt a little scary and I didn't really understand them. And I was having this empathic experience of taking on the emotions of others. And I chose to use alcohol to kind of suppress both of those experiences. So that definitely is something that when I look back on it, that's all a little scary or a lot scary. And it doesn't mean in my life that I'll never have a glass of wine again. I likely, you know, I've, I've said a couple of times when people ask me that if I'm on a beautiful overhang patio sort of uh, looking out over the Amalfi coast and there's a beautiful plate of spaghetti and an amazing red wine, would I have a sip? Well, yeah, I definitely would. And with that, with that said, it has to be something like that. It has, there has to be some ritual and some like real good reason behind it for me to want to ever have alcohol in my life again, because just the ways in which I was using it as a young person was not was not healthy. And now as a woman who is gracefully growing older, I, I want to keep my skin and my body and my spirit healthy. And I want to keep my intuitive channels really open and alcohol doesn't help with that. So that is a, 
not what the question was, but that's where the question took me. And I hope that 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 kind of answers some of that having a scary woo-woo experience. Oh, I'll mention this too. Let's see, two summers ago. Yeah, two summers ago, I was in Tulum with a group of girlfriends and we had a beautiful time together. And we we went and had a Temescal ceremony. And that experience was amazing and incredibly euphoric afterwards. And I will tell you some of the women in the ceremony, it was my idea. I was like, hey, I'm going to do this for the new moon. It was a new moon. And I really wanted to go and do the Temescal ceremony, which is basically, if you don't know what it is, it's a it's an ancient ritual that is led by a shamanic practitioner. And the idea is that you go through the process of a rebirth. And the way you do that is through you kind of enter into this, this structure in which you have an opportunity to, there's, it's a heated structure and you're really kind of all packed in this structure together. And you go through this ritual And while you're in the ritual, there's fire and there's water and there's plants. And there's just kind of a lot of, a lot of this earth element brought into, into the, into the ritual as well. But you are in a very tiny space. It feels kind of like it's, it's very hot. You feel kind of like you're kind of trapped a little bit in like a, in like a kiln, you know, like a pottery kiln. And so I, I proposed this idea. My girlfriends agreed to go. And there were some moments in which I wasn't sure if they were still going to be friends with me afterwards, because it can be, there's a lot of like facing your fears in that ceremony. We're actually going to do that ceremony on my Tulum retreat in June. I promise on the other side of it, there's all this euphoria and this, there's this transformation that happens. And this rebirth is really beautiful. And as long as you're led through the ceremony by a really great guide, a really great shamanic practitioner who understands understands what what the experience should be and is coming from a place of tradition and ancient wisdom. I think it's I think it's a really magical, really magical opportunity. And you have to go in ready to pay a lot of respect to what it is. Like you're not supposed to you're not supposed to drink alcohol beforehand. You're supposed to be really mindful of what you eat beforehand. You need to drink a lot of water before. So you can't be like, you know, having margaritas and then go do this practice. That would, that would really not be appropriate. And I think anytime we're doing practices in other cultures or in communities that are not our own, we need to be incredibly reverent and respectful and listen to the guides and the teachers and do what they ask of us. So that practice definitely, I would not say went too far, but I think if someone who was in the room that, that day in that practice could have felt that way if they weren't treating it from a place of reverence and respect or if they weren't following the instructions. And there, is, there, is, there was a lot of fear that was brought up. So, you know, I think sometimes we have to kind of work through those fears and these different woo-woo experiences to make sure that... Uh, that we're getting the most out of it. I'm doing a past life regression experience this upcoming Monday, and I'm excited for that. I have never done this before, actually. So I'm really excited to have that 
experience. And I'll share more about that for sure. I'll definitely talk about it in a future episode. So I don't expect it's going to go too far either, but I think it's going to go really deep and I'm excited for that. So yeah, that's the answer to that question. Okay. The next question comes from the travel witch. The question is this manifesting, pretending I have the thing versus not being attached to the outcome, which is best. I love this question so much. So should you be pretending you already have the thing or should you just not be attached to the outcome? My answer is both. And this is how I like to approach it. I like to envision that I have the thing. So it's really not pretending that I have it, but it's envisioning that I have it so that I experience the emotion of what it will be like when I have it so that I'm not surprised when that thing starts to show up. My emotional state, see, I'm getting excited. I'm like, I've got goosebumps talking about this. Like I'm getting really animated over here, like talking with my hands, which I know you guys can't see, but this, I love talking about this. So yeah, it's, it's that it's get into the energy by envisioning. This is what it will be like when I already have it. And so as it starts to show itself, you recognize the feeling, you recognize the vision, you recognize how you are once that thing arises for you. So it's, it's, yeah, it's a little different from pretending. It's more of like, just being in it. So when it does in fact show up, you're already used to it being your thing. And then not being attached to the outcome. So I always like to say when I'm writing my man, my manifestation lists that I'm calling in this or something better, this or something better. And I recognize that the universe often or source or God often has a plan that is for us that we may not even see yet. It's existing. It's kind of swirling around in in the ether, ready to land with us, but we don't quite know what it is yet. And so if we're not attached to the outcome, if we're open for this or something better, then we have this really beautiful opportunity to be pleasantly surprised, as Dr. Joe Dispenza says, be really open to being pleasantly surprised. So that's really my process is hold the vision and be open to being pleasantly surprised by asking for this or something better. Okay, final question for this edition of Ask Me Anything. This one comes from Which Way With Wit? And Wit asks, I've been manifesting and energy was building and then it hit a wall. How do I keep going? So one of the first manifestation teachers that I followed and really resonated with is Lacey Phillips of To Be Magnetic. And Lacey calls this period where you've been building up all this energy. You've had all this this opportunity to really step into your worth, step into your power. You're calling it in. And then all of a sudden it's like, crickets. It's radio silence. She calls this time period the magic dark. I've also heard a lot of folks call this like the test period where the universe is kind of checking to see, are you going to step backwards and like go back to your old ways? Are you going to kind of fall off of your 
of your worth or step out of your confidence or fall, fall out of your confidence. I don't necessarily believe that the universe is kind of dangling this thing and seeing how we're going to, how we're going to behave. I don't think that the universe is like, you know, this mean older brother that's like seeing what we're up to in that way. I do like the idea and I, it resonates with me that there's this period that kind of goes dark for a moment. And in that period, we have an opportunity to just turn inwards and do some reflection and think about, okay, once this manifestation comes through for me, what next? Am I ready for the up level that it's going to bring my way? And so Lacey calling it the magic dark is something that I can really I can really get behind. I really like that idea that it gives us an opportunity to kind of be in the dark and to stay in our power, stay in our worth and consider how we're going to show up when this manifestation comes through. An example for me is certainly I've shared the process of calling in our new home here in LA. And another example for me would be there was a a time last summer when I was considering my abundance, my prosperity, and I was, I'd created a list of revenue that I wanted to call into my company. And I set this number that I wanted to see as a top line sales number for my company. And I set the number, I set this goal, and I'm working and co-creating with the universe every single month to, to call in into my company, the experiences, the opportunities, the people, everything it's going to take to hit this number. And it was a big number. And there was month over month over month where I was not quite there. Then all of a sudden, after several months of kind of quiet, we hit the number on my team. We hit the number in February. Actually, we hit the number in January. We're in our February financial meeting. And I realized that we've hit that number exactly from, from the month before. So the first month, January of 2021, the very next month, we hit the number again really quickly. And we hit it with one client. We had one project that came through was that, that was that exact number, but there was this time period in the winter that was this magic dark period for us. And it was a time for me to really go inwards and determine how am I going to approach what I'm doing with my company, what I'm doing with my with the resources we have, what I'm doing with the impact we can what, that we can make? What am I going to do when this revenue number, when this manifestation of abundance comes through? So I would suggest spend that time in quiet and reflection and in preparation because it's going to come your way at the time that it's supposed to. And I'll say this too. I think it's important to remember that as human beings, we're on a timeline that can be really different from that of the greater universe. The universe is on this like vast time space continuum that we kind of kind of forget about. Sometimes we're like just living in our day to day and it's like, I've been doing the work. I've been writing my manifestation lists. I've like got my intention set. I'm like stepping into my power. Okay. I'm ready. And we're like, come on, two weeks has gone by. A month has gone by. A year has gone by. What's up? And for the universe source, God, time and space is so much vaster. And so 
something that we might be calling in might take a much greater amount of time. And it feels like so much to us, but it's really happening in the blink of an eye and the whole of, of time and space. So sometimes I like to remind myself that what may feel like an eternity to me is really just a blip. It really is. So I hope that you can kind of take some comfort in that too. Okay, so that's our AMA episode for this week. I'll be back to do another Ask Me Anything episode next week with some of the additional questions that came through. I love these questions. So, so good, you guys. So good. I'll do it again next week. And then how about this? We'll do it again in June. So I think we'll be able to answer a lot of the questions that you've sent in thus far. And I also love this because I I am getting a perspective of other things you guys might want to hear about. So definitely continue to send me your questions or thoughts or ideas or things you want to know about. And I promise to make those things happen here on the show. If you're loving the show, make sure you leave us a review if you have not yet done so. And definitely share on Instagram. We love it when we see you guys sharing on Instagram. It's so amazing. We have our podcast Instagram page, which is your woo woo best friend. It's uh, at your woo woo BFF. And then my Instagram is wee wee girl. So definitely give us a follow and share the show. Pass it on to a friend who you, who you think might get a lot out of these episodes. And then I promise to share another review this week. And let's see, let me go find one. Okay. This one is from ST Healy. And this one says, wowza, love this. It is clear from her work that Andy is a kind, inspiring, and approachable person. I'm so happy she finally made a podcast. Your woo woo BFF is now going to be a part of my regular listening rotation for sure. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Can't wait to see more reviews and I'll continue to share them as we record episode after episode, week over week over week. And I'll see you guys again next week for part two of Ask Me Anything. Have a beautiful rest of your day. Thank you.